0: I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Jimbo here. Welcome again to the show. Today, we have Bresson Pfeiffer. So, she's basically focused on a lot of things. She's a mental health advocate. She's a half Belgian, half Filipino woman. And she's focused on kind of creating this journey for people and kind of discovering your true self. You know, she produces a lot of different things. She's, you know, this catalyst of spiritual transformation. She, you know, she tries to teach people to kind of get through trauma and to sort of tap into their potential. So again, very interesting woman. And yeah, let's get started. So how are you?
1: Hello, hello. I'm fine. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So I think the first question I need to ask you is, you know, Mm -hmm. who are you?
1: (laughs) Let me start by saying my name again, Gresson Pfeiffer. I live in Belgium. And like you said, I have Filipino background. I have a Filipino mother and a Belgian father. So I grew up as a mixed-race woman. But of course, I didn't know about my Filipino identity way back then because i was born belgian i was surrounded by belgian people the culture the influences and those values and of course the first trip that i took to the philippines is like when i was five years so that awareness and that consciousness wasn't there yet so i couldn't tap into it then and i wasn't familiar with that side yet
0: So what was it like growing up in Belgium as a mixed person?
1: It came with a lot of challenges. Like at school, I wasn't, you know, sometimes children don't know how to go along with other cultures, other races, because they're not familiar with that. And then, of course, they shut me out somehow because they must have sensed that I have a different energy and they didn't know how to play with me and that was my first encounter with racism you know i think it's familiar with people with different cultures backgrounds and it isn't easy because we as children yeah we don't understand and if parents don't like inform us we get like those limited beliefs and patterns installed in us
0: that must have been really really difficult and challenging and I think the next question I have is, you know, how did you sort of begin to become comfortable with your Filipino side and begin to sort of embrace who you truly are?
1: Well, my first awakening experience started with my first trip to the Philippines when I was an adult. Like, I was about 20, 21 years old. When I got off the plane, there was a sense of familiarity that I wasn't used to. It's like a reverse culture shock. It was like, I got used to the Philippines and I didn't felt like, like homesick, you know, it was that familiar feeling. I felt like it was my second home and my mom kind of said to me, like her friends and she herself, when they got back from the Philippines to Belgium, they got kind of depressed. And I was wondering why. What was so different about the Philippines than Belgium? Is there something specific? (laughs) And I had to laugh when I got back that year, when I was 21. I was like, oh my God, yes, you were right. Because I got depressed as well. It took me one month (laughs) to get used to Belgium again.
0: So, So you sort of like the Philippines more than Belgium.
1: Yes, definitely. I feel more at home there. They're more, yeah, you know, hospitable, they're more warm, open, and I kind of recognize myself in that, but I kind of suppressed it when I was younger because I didn't know how to navigate that first thing. And the second thing is like I kind of conformed to what society wanted and it didn't feel right. So I suppressed it again, 2014. But then I went back and back and back to the Philippines and it took me like five trips to make me realize I feel like 80% is Filipino within me and like 20% is Belgian. And I was like, no way. I was totally shocked because that's when my journey started, like back to my authentic self. And I always wanted to attract more Filipinos in Belgium. But of course I couldn't because I wasn't authentic to myself. I was avoiding myself.
0: Once you finally became authentic to yourself, how did you discover your true passion? And what is sort of your true passion?
1: Yeah, I think it's now sharing my journey with others. Like making them aware that they don't have to conform to society. Because I feel like, like I explained before, it's like a reverse pattern. It will get you drained. And we're kind of used to that because we like to feel the familiar feeling instead of going out of our comfort zone. But it's when we heal and when we get out of our comfort zones that we get to experience our better life. The things that are meant for us just come naturally, you know.
0: How do you think your story has helped other people to sort of begin to get out of their comfort zones as well?
1: Let me just tell you just a little bit more about how my childhood was like with my father. And then I will pick up on your question. Like, we all know there is generational trauma within us. And I feel like I was like a mirror to my father. I must have triggered some things within him that made him lash out to me. I feel like back then he didn't know how to navigate through his trauma because he didn't manage to heal. But he kind of worked it out on me. But I see it now as a blessing because I can get to help other people navigate through their lives now with that. And he was kind of like dominant. Growing up with him felt kind of like a prison because I wasn't allowed to move around like a child would do. I was constantly like shut down. I needed to keep quiet. And I had some learning, how you call it? I was slower learning.
0: learning I,
1: yeah, I was much slower than others. I remember him always sitting next to me. Like, you know, always impatient. I was coloring outside the lines. I wasn't cutting forms straight. But now I realize that that small thing is already a huge part in my journey right now because that made me feel controlled and get into people-pleasing mode. And it's important for parents to see That those small things already have that kind of influence on their children. But again, it isn't their fault because they didn't know how to heal their own traumas.
0: That is really fascinating. And what you're talking about there is sort of this idea that you know trauma can be carried over throughout the generations, basically. And what you're trying to do is even bigger than just helping other people with trauma, but you're trying to create a new generation of people that can you know better. Okay, that, that's, that's a really big fall.
1: But it all starts within ourselves. We have our own, you know, learning curve in our own time. And whenever I encounter other people, I tell myself, like, I have planted the seed already within them. The rest is up to them. I can't make them change. It all starts within myself.
0: And... I think the next thing to get into now is sort of your book, you know, how how did sort of your book play a role in kind of planting this seed? Did it play a role in planting this seed or did you use some other method to begin planting this seed?
1: Yes. I think it started with a blog because I wanted to see people's reactions first on my writing style and everything. Is there an audience for this? And it really helped me because the best thing to do is to start small small steps and then you get to the bigger the bigger ones you know and then i started to have like synchronicities sent by the universe that i should start something bigger because i already had 100 blogs and i wanted to reach more people so i decided to do this in english because it's a universal language and to me it kind of speaks more from the soul and from the heart and it kind of came to me while i was doing my healing and to me it was a blessing that it came through to me like a channeling because i was like getting all of a sudden all those ideas out of nowhere and i was stunned and i had to write it all down because when i didn't two hours later i lost my ideas mm-hmm. and then i thought oh yeah okay they may go some to someone else
0: <laughs> so when it came to writing your book, are you um, mm-hmm. are you self-published?
1: I made it available on Amazon because I wanted to have control over the cover. Mm-hmm. Because if I may have gone to a publisher, they may change the cover, but I didn't want it. I didn't want to change. I wanted to have my own influence, my own input, my own authenticity.
0: Yeah, you know, and um, additionally, I just wanted to say this. When it comes to that cover, how did you begin to incorporate that into your actual story? And what was so special about the cover that you had to be self-published? What was so significant Mm, about
1: it? I think it's, let me just say what it represents. I'll start with that. The background is like a place in El Nido in the Philippines. And me with, uh, with the butterfly on my back is like also a picture. I just asked somebody to draw it and put it into one picture because it represents my authentic self, like 70% Filipino. But also I was like walking on the water and that kind of represents my faith in the universe. Like people will read in my book, it's like everything happens for a reason and to me it's kind of like the universe was guiding me through my whole journey all along i had like those synchronicities that everything uh, would play out just fine but of course we are programmed to choose fear above our intuition to choose other people's opinions above our own and now i'm slowly just changing the process by unlearning everything and just inserting my new beliefs and perspectives
0: let's take a quick look at your website we're also going to bring in our Mm co-host gladys here as well and she'll be chiming Mm -hmm. in too with the questions here so yeah Yeah.
2: hi girls how are you hello i'm fine i'm fine yeah i was at the backstage so listening and i was actually getting interested with You're talking about the trauma you Mm got from your father. So going back at that kind of situation, do you think there's a reason behind that? I mean, why was your father acting like that?
1: Yeah, I believe the parents are soul needs. And I think it's pretty clear that my story affirms it. It kind of confirms that statement. And I feel he just did the things he did because... At that time, that's what he knew he was best for me. And it might be of his own upbringing as well because I had that conversation with him. I asked why he did that, why he
2: treated me that way, but he couldn't answer it. He didn't know. Perhaps there is a background or there is a history, Mm -hmm. right? So for you, you feel like you are 80% Filipina. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so do you know any Filipino words? <laughs> yes, yes, I know plenty, but. <laughs> <Just like one. laughs> so, can you give an example? Who knows? You know, our Filipino viewers. Yeah, Susie, that's like a so, key. Okay, <laughs> so what else?
1: You know uh, i really have to think about this because there, there's many and
2: there's so, a lot of funny <laughs> statements as well i'm gonna jump in with the last conversation mm-hmm. you have with jimbo regarding with your book mm-hmm. and your experiences mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. how do you handle those people who are not believing that in the process that just like what you have experienced
1: nowadays first of all i don't take things personally I remain open to other people's opinions and perceptions and I try not to be influenced by that too much and I'm also like choosing my circle the people I I uh, want to circle. because that's also important yeah they always talk about soul track
0: Yeah, I just wanted to throw in here, you had a very interesting conversation there, because I didn't know you were technically bilingual. But I think another thing was, you know, after experiencing those massive, you know, traumatic experiences, you know, with, you know, your your controlling lifestyle, um, Mm -hmm. when your father said, you know, I don't know, I don't know Mm -hmm. why that all happened, you know. What was going through your head at that time? Because that must be a very, well, at least if mm-hmm. I was in that situation, that would have been a really odd mm-hmm. answer. Because
1: for me, it's like I asked him those questions, but it feels like he didn't have the ability to give me the closure. So I had to, like, guess what happened for myself? I had to fill in the own blanks because, of course, my adult self knows, but my inner child is still stuck there. And then I was wondering, what am I going to tell my inner child to get her out of those traumatic situations? Up
2: until now, that is still a question in you. Haven't because, you asked that on your mother? What's wrong? Nah, Why is it my yeah, father treating but, me that way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess she came up with
1: the same answers like me. And I kind of find closure within that. Of course, I have forgiven them. I've forgiven him but i uh refuse to have him mm. in my life right now because he keeps on poking those wounds yeah he keeps on oh. he keeps on spreading lies well, about mean, us
2: oh my god so you to say and <laughs> un- up until now it is still hurting you inside yeah.
1: yeah it still comes up if i just get one example he he kind of you know when it was raining He kind of picked me up with the bus. And when the sun was shining, he kind of picked me up by his car. And that which made me think, I think it was subconsciously back then, which now make make me think, like, does he even value me? Or does he value materials over his own child?
2: Do you think someday that pain inside you will heal? Yeah, it will. I guess it will take. Time to heal. Yeah, but I think it's not only
1: time. I think it's to remove the limited beliefs and turn to self-love that will heal me more than time. Because time passes and I can choose not to do the inner work, Mm -hmm. but what happens then is I will keep attracting the same situations, the same people all over again. So now I'm choosing myself. I stop to self-avoid and I'm facing Mm -hmm. all of the pain. Because I know I have to. And I have been already stepping like fifty percent already on the other side and I I get like yeah, those little glimpses of abundance already coming my way, so I know I will be I will be fine. It just takes that self-love and that time to, you know, that confront that inner child of mine.
0: Excellent answer. And I'm I'm thinking now too, you know, what's mm-hmm. what's sort of the future now? Now that you've sort of developed all this skill set, mm-hmm. all this experience, what's what's next in your journey?
1: I'm working on a second book. I'm also thinking to do a children's book because it all starts, I think, the age between three and seven are the most important ones. And if children end up with one unhealthy parent, that's already enough. They should learn how to navigate through this and heal themselves. Try to get that self-awareness already at that age. I know it's like impossible, (laughs) but, but maybe there is a chance. I think if I start with children, work with children, that would be also something nice that I'm thinking about. But I'm kind of seeing what the universe wants. And I'm following the flow of the journey. Because if I want things too soon, I may just, you know, sabotage. (laughs) And I've also been told i like an energy healer. So I think I'm now 31. So I'm thinking age 40, maybe start a coaching business slash energy healer. Because I feel like there is going to be more and more people triggered nowadays and they're going to want to tap in those modalities as well.
0: Excellent, sir. You know, we're reaching, you know, the end of our show here. Mm -hmm. This has been an amazing interview. Gladys, do you have any more questions you want to ask?
2: What advice can you give to those people who also experience this kind of traumatic situation? I
1: would say that they should find something how to suit themselves. It could be a walk in the park. It doesn't necessarily have to be meditations or energy frequency work like I am doing. And I think 70% of my healing journey, I have been doing by my own, by myself, on my own pace. But it's always nice to have those people around you that you can talk to, but you have to turn to somebody who makes you feel safe, heard, and seen. Because if you don't have that person around you, it will make your situation much worse, I would say.
0: What
2: could be your message to your father?
1: That I am trying to forgive him because I understand what must have gone through within him. Because again, I feel like I was just a mirror. Uh, The intensity that I was in as a child must have been too much for him to handle. So of course, his anger came out. So... I understand why it had to happen, and I'm now, you know, putting that pain into purpose. And I know I'll be fine, so I'll be forgiving him, but I'm not allowing him back yet. I hope it will be possible. I have to put myself first right now.
0: All right, so yeah, putting yourself first. Are there any final words you would like to say to the audience watching here right now?
1: Any kind of trauma, what they're going through is validated. And I know it isn't an easy journey, but I managed to make my journey a fun journey because I get to re-experience myself. I get to discover myself all over again. So I'm trying to put the focus on that. And not think about the pain that i still have to go through and that way it's easier to navigate and what i want to close off with is like when you face the pain as soon as possible i feel like the things meant for us will attract more easily and will come in flow and like i said before it's the unfamiliar that's most important to focus on instead of the familiar because we tend to attract the familiar because it's easy. But when we face all of our emotions, just consider what you will get like an endless possibilities.
0: And, you know, finally, you know, how can we mm. reach you? My
1: book is available on Amazon, any Amazon website. I'm having an account on Instagram. It's like son, buy for underscore author and yeah like that that's my like my summary because the book is also available in the philippines for uh, filipino listeners <laughs> and also i have put some articles because i'm working together with a filipino company called bookshelf they are like uh writing monthly an article about my book to find more information you know what it is about and everything
0: excellent all right well Thank you for being on the show. It's really been a privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to also thank the audience here for watching us. This is the Jimbo Paris Show. I'll see you again. I'm currently working on a passion project that I'm really excited about, but I need your help to bring it to life. We'll be launching soon our very own Jimbo Paris Academy, and this is going to be about aspiring creators and creating content. Thank you for your support. I'm sharing free bonus content to supporters. So let's make some amazing content together. Our affiliate partner, LifeWork Systems, focused on helping create a better collegial environment, looking at the mental health of business workers, business employees, and overall bringing the business up. Thank you for listening to The Jimbo Parish Show.